The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're glad to have you back aboard. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about our story about stress. Yes, yeah, stress is, uh, I think that's something that probably everybody listening mm, has had at uh, one time or another, uh, probably, or right now. I was going to say probably daily, but in the news is always first. Yep. And let me tell you what, folks, in the news is kind of interesting. That's when we... We look at the stuff that comes out each week, and, you know, sometimes you probably think, these guys are just making this up. We're not. Okay, this is stuff that actually comes out in the news. And it's um, actually, you know, published. We try to get stuff done within the last week. Right. I mean, we try to get really recent research that's come out. The oldest one we've got here is the 19th of March. So Which is that's not close. that long ago. Yeah. I mean, that, five days ago? Yeah. So well, it's since our last show. So right. we, we try to find stuff that was in the past week. And see, you know, what's interesting because what you want to do is look at what research is coming out and what maybe you can do to prevent some of these problems beforehand. That's right. Um, and our old, old buddy vitamin D is in the news again. I, I told you, I said every week when we look, it looks like everything we do is about vitamin D. That or probiotic. Yes. I mean, that's what's in the news. I mean, this, that's this what's, week was vitamin D. That's what the research is going towards. Right. And this week, two of the research articles that we're going to talk about are actually about vitamin D. Yeah, and they are some really interesting stuff. And they were really good. Yeah, I mean, it came out of two different places, too. I mean, one was uh, Washington, State, uh, Washington University in St. Louis, which is Washington School of Medicine in, uh, in St. Louis. And it was just some really interesting stuff about diabetes, clogged arteries, and vitamin D. Right. And that's kind of goes together. They're actually saying they think that actually vitamin D can prevent diabetes and clogged arteries, Mm -hmm. is what it was saying. Well, yeah, because they showed, you know, of course, they always use mice or rats or something, but they did a a mice study. Is that a mice or mouses? Mice, mice, (laughs) mice. I guess, mice. Okay, And mice. They did this mice study, and they talked about you know, the vitamin, how the vitamin D, what they found out, and this is kind of interesting because I think the theme just kind of goes right on through everything we look at and talk about, about inflammation, about how vitamin D plays a major role in preventing the inflammation that can lead to the diabetes. Right. They said that the chronic so inflammation they know leads to insulin resistance. Right. And then insulin resistance tends to lead to plaquing and arteries, you know. They, it tends to, they well, all affect each other. And yeah. inflammation has always been implicated, implicated also in arteries. So inflammation is actually one of the problems. I mean, mm-hmm. when you, all the research we look at, no matter what you're talking about, they talk about inflammation. They sure do. I mean, and inflammation yeah. is a problem. And so 
you know, vitamin D you don't think of as being an anti-inflammatory. I mean, that's just not the thing that you think about when you think about vitamin D. Well, because it's just not one of those things that people have actually looked at before from right. that standpoint. But these guys did. They, they did. They looked at the inflammation, and they actually looked at the immune cells that were actually involved in inflammation. Yes. And the found monocytes, out. Right? Yeah, the monocytes. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. And they, they would look at it, you know, without any vitamin D, and if they have vitamin D deficiency, and they'd give them vitamin D and then look at the monocytes after that. And they just found the monocytes worked properly when they actually had vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And when they didn't have vitamin D, they actually, the monocytes could actually carry fat and lay it down in the arteries. Yeah, they said that when they inactivated the vitamin D receptor on the monocytes, the monocytes, and, and of course monocytes turn into something called macrophages, which is, you know, like little Pac-Man, so to speak. And that actually promotes inflammation in the liver and our artery walls. Now, and they, they kind of went a little bit further. I mean, these guys actually stepped on some toes, I guess, in, in some ways, because they talked about how that those macrophages and monocytes with that, without vitamin D, like you said, takes that uh, monocytes, carry that fat, basically cholesterol, into the arterial walls, so the blood vessels. And there is the beginning of your plaque arteries and atherosclerosis. Right. And so it didn't just come from cholesterol being high. Mm. It came from vitamin D deficiency. Right. So it's not just about cholesterol, and we say that all all the time. Oh, yeah. Cholesterol can play a role. It's one of the many things. But it's one of the many things that play a role. You know, you get to thinking back about it. You know, some of the other stuff that's been implicated, you know, like the homocysteine causes inflammation. Yes. Uh, And they've actually found, I mean, if you look back, and even when we talked to Dr. Cordain and he talked Mm. about homocysteine, mm-hmm. he talked about how homocysteine probably causes more inflammation than anything. So right. again, inflammatory. Right. And then we talked about, you know, one of the standard markers that we use for cardiovascular health, so to speak, is the C-reactive protein. Yeah. Because and, and what it is, it's a measure of inflammation. It's a measure God of sakes. inflammation. Yeah. And you can look at the amount of infl- inflammatory process going on in the arteries and see what your actual relative risk mm-hmm. for cardiovascular disease. Yeah. They, they took these little mice and what was really interesting, I mean, of course, they had them fixed up to where they didn't have these receptors, but they gave them vitamin D and the, and the ones that had developed the type two diabetes and atherosclerosis. And they, they actually did bone marrow transplants. Now, can yeah. you imagine doing a bone marrow transplant on, on a, a mic, little yeah. mouse? Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> they do it. They do it though. They do. I mean, that's, that's gotta be a delicate procedure, but anyhow, they do it. And they and, gave them bone marrow from healthy vitamin D mouse. Yeah. Really good vitamin D. Receptors. And what did they find? The inflammation levels decreased, and the animal's blood glucose went down, and they became much more sensitive to the insulin in their body. Right. So, huh. less insulin resistant, which we talk about that a lot, too. Yeah. Unbelievable. In insulin resistance, we talk about a lot, which is actually what leads to type 2 diabetes. Yeah. That was just the... Yeah, so that, that was, that was actually a really story. good one on vitamin D. And, and like course, I said, we got another one, too. And we have another one. Yeah. And it came out on the 22nd of March. And this came out of the, this was actually published in the, the American Chemical Society, and they do a lot of um, publishing of things about chemistry, biochemistry, and so on from around the world. But this one actually came from was it the uh, ugh, let's see where did it come from? Uh, Medical University of South Carolina did part of it. Uh, they were involved in it, and uh, it's really yeah, that was a, an interesting story. But they talked about vitamin D. And how it can even slow or even reverse the progression of less aggressive or what they call low-grade prostate cancer. 
Yeah. I mean, wow. they, they actually, what they said is actually, you know, you look at, you know, when they do biopsies on men with prostate cancer, there's always something called a Gleason score. Mm-hmm. And the Gleason score actually tells you how aggressive a prostate cancer is. Right. And a Gleason score of seven or over means it might be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually took the ones that actually were below seven mm-hmm. and men that actually elected to still have their prostate removed even though it wasn't an aggressive cancer. Yeah. Now, after biopsies, they're supposed to wait 60 days to remove the prostate. They don't. They don't around here mm-hmm. that I've seen, but that is the right. medical standard, which we don't see always followed. No. But in don't. this study, during those 60 days, what they did was they took these men that were actually electing to have their prostate removed. Mm-hmm. Um, they put them on vitamin D, and mm-hmm. they put them on like 4,000 IUs a day. Which is much less than what the Which body is, produces. Right. It was, so actually, we even use a little higher than yeah. that. We go by levels. We like but, to check the blood levels, and then we, for each person, it might be a little different. Right. But, you know, if you go out in the sun, if you go to the beach and spend a day at the beach in the full sun, you're going to produce somewhere between ten to 20,000 units. Right. But you don't so, want to take that much. Yeah, you don't want to take it daily. But that's just how much right. your body will actually produce in a day's time. But even giving them 4,000 or so a day was really remarkable what that 4,000 right. did. They actually found that in most, uh, in, in the men that they actually, once they did remove their prostate, mm-hmm. then they actually examined it. Mm-hmm. And they looked that the cancer was better already in 60 days, that the actual cancer was shrinking. And they actually found that the inflammation was dramatically changed. So again, inflammation. We just talked about that just a minute ago. Yeah. But they actually found the inflammation was gone. And the cancer itself was actually better in just 60 days. That's, that's pretty incredible, really. And so they even that. say, I mean, that what they say is that, you know, they're looking at maybe that's what we should do with the low-grade cancers. Because actually, the surgery and radiation is sometimes worse than the disease. And they even say that. That actually, with a lot of the, the treatments for prostate cancer, if it's not aggressive and it's a low grade, then you might be better off just actually doing conservative care and stuff like vitamins to actually see if, see how it goes. Well, they usually, even on those low-grade guys, they scare the bejesus out They do. Uh, they use fear and guilt just like the Old Testament. You know, something, lightning is going to strike you down. If you don't do this, you're going to die tomorrow. And, you know, so these guys get scared out of their minds, and so they have the prostatectomies. And, and honestly— it's usually not a very good outcome. I mean, you're going to have some, a really high risk of having some things like impotence and incontinence and you name it. So, and if you ED, have the radiation, you can have yeah. some of the burning Ooh. and yeah. some of the different things. So, I mean, just so all y'all out there that have a positive test, I mean, maybe you know, try something like vitamin D. Or well, there's even a lot of other things mm-hmm. that out there that you can take. So, but this was a really good. Um, research, Real I thought. Study, yeah. yeah, it really was because it definitely showed in vitamin D, they do know, shows a, plays a role in cancer prevention. So even without having prostate cancer and without having diabetes and without having heart disease, actually prevention. Yeah. Get your levels checked. Get your vitamin D levels right. You can actually prevent a lot of problems down the road. I think so. So, I mean, it just kind of goes along. Like I say, and D we, is inexpensive. It's not an expensive uh, thing to take. D is something that we do in a whole lot of our panels. Almost we do. All Almost every panel panels, that yeah. we have has a vitamin D check. Mm-hmm. And then you can do vitamin D by itself. I mean, we can do just D. Yeah. I mean, I think it's better to look at the overall health and see what's going on. Well, that's why we do the panels. But you can do just mm-hmm. vitamin D. But you do is such an important nutrient. 
And you do hear people that have low D talk about aching and hurting all over. And so you, you can see how D could affect inflammation. You sure can. Now, while we're on this inflammation thing, uh, the guys out at Oregon State University came up with something very interesting. It's also got to talk about inflammation, but it's about zinc. Yeah. And that's a really interesting story because they say that zinc deficiency plays a big role in these chronic diseases like cardiovascular disease and cancer and diabetes that all involve because of inflammation. inflammation. Right. right. Wow. And we've known for years that zinc does affect the prostate. Yeah. Zinc deficiency affects the prostate oh. as well because giving a man yeah. zinc actually helps decrease the prostate uh, inflammation. Especially like the BPA yeah. and things like that. Yeah, just plain where you don't have cancer, it's just enlarged or inflamed. And, and the thing about BPH, you know, uh, and, and zinc is always a big important part of that. BPH, or benign prostatic hypertrophy, which it's swelling, it's irritated, it's inflamed. Right. Yeah. So, okay, we need to, so D and And on zinc. the zinc, they looked at older people specifically, although they say that zinc deficiency is common in the U.S. It's probably yeah. 12% of all people in the U.S., and it's actually probably 40% of all people over 65. And, That's a lot. Yes, and they actually said that, you know, of those people, actually, when you reduce the zinc, you actually affect the immune system, you affect inflammation, and in turn can turn to diabetes and heart disease and all mm-hmm. those other things. So zinc is easy. Um, you want to get, our Megabytes 1 has 25 milligrams. 25, Take one a, day, one a day, you'll get all you need, plus the other vitamins and nutrients you need as well. Vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a biggie. Okay, we're going to be taking a break and coming right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, tonight we're talking about our main course of talk is going to be about stress. Yeah, and who do, who hadn't had that at one time or the other? <laughs> I tell you what, uh, you know, in today's <laughs> world, stress just kind of goes hand in hand with living and breathing. You know, honestly, I think today's world is a little bit more stressful. I mean, oh, no when we were kids, we didn't have to have our cell phones all the time, and we didn't have to worry about what people were posting on it. And we didn't have to worry about what people were saying about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, you think about it. If you think uh, about it, today's world is more stressful, and we do see more stressed out teenagers. I mean, we do have them we, come in that are young. But, and, you know, we see an awful lot of uh, adults are pretty stressed out. Oh, all, you know, everybody. You know, think about Facebook, I guess, and all the other stuff, you know, the, all the other social media that they – put in our uh, life into it and you know watching the evening news for god's sake so. yeah all the the bad stuff that's happening yeah. and looking at isis and all the, the, the <laughs> bad things that happen i mean it, it, it can yeah. be stressful it really so can. you know what is stress i think everybody knows what stress is well i think you know but stress is really just kind of the body's reaction to a harmful situation right you know, our, and, our body was designed to do that and we're equipped for the short term oh, yeah. immediate type stress when you know, something happens and you have to respond if you think about that old saber-toothed tiger story you know the yeah. saber-toothed tiger chases you down you got your own you stress. better be able to run you run when you get away from that saber-toothed tiger you stop you relax yeah enjoy, it goes away know. yeah it goes away but in today's society we're seeing way more where it's chronic and you know, and the thing about and it is chronic stress is what gets you right and the body doesn't know the difference between Imagined stress or right. real stress? If you perceive that you're stressed, you're no stressed. matter how small the problem is, you're stressed. You're stressed. Doesn't matter. Right. And, you know, we, we see it every day. You know, we do a lot of uh, lab work, like we always talk about, mm-hmm. and we check cortisol levels, which is mm-hmm. one of the big stress hormones. And you'll have people that their hormone is normal, and they're like, but I'm so stressed. And I said, well, your body's obviously not over-responding to it. Right. And then you'll see the people that their cortisol sky high, and they're like, well, I have no stress at all. And I'm like, well, your body is perceiving somewhere that it has stress. Mm-hmm. And whether you think you're stressed or not, those chemicals are still harmful to you. Well, they certainly are. You know, and the thing about you know, it, it invades every aspect of our life, whether it's an emotion, a behavior, your ability to think. Oh, it does it all. And your physical health. I mean, Absolutely. No part of the body is immune to this stuff. And almost any symptom that somebody comes in with can actually be from stress. I mean, how often do you hear, I'm tired? Uh, Right. I'm tired. That's one that, uh, as a matter of fact, I had a young lady in this afternoon. And one of her biggest complaints was she's so tired all the time. And her cortisol was sky high. And And it does. People with high cortisol definitely tend to be fatigued. And you would think, uh, well, it would make them have more energy. Well, it makes them not sleep. 
Yeah. And so it makes them not sleep well, but yet they are so drained and so tired because their body's almost constantly feeling like something's wrong. Right. That tiger's after you. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, some of the emotional symptoms, you know, and it's really, done, you know, and we get this a lot of times with, especially ladies will come in and say, I'm just so easily agitated. I, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm about ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Okay. Get mad easy. Yeah. So yeah. all that. Feeling is, overwhelmed. You yeah. Know, like, God, the world's just, you know, falling apart. And probably with stress, that's one of the biggest things that we, we do hear that a lot. You know, they're just overwhelmed. You know, and a lot of these people that get totally stressed out just avoid everybody. Yeah. I mean, they just say, hey, I, I'm going to go hide. And that also adds in. to a little bit of depression. I mean, that it actually, can. you know, depression, one of the symptoms is avoiding people and avoiding mm-hmm. things. And that actually can be a symptom. Stress can actually lead to depression. But yeah, you know, it can. But, you know, then we talked about we talked about the low energy. Things like headaches, you know, and, and, and upset stomach and, and all kinds of GI problems. Now, we see a lot of time stomach problems Ooh. with stress. Yeah. And one of the things that stress does mm-hmm. is it lowers your digestive enzymes. It does. And so as stress lowers the digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. you can't digest your food as well. Right. And it may sit in your stomach and it may start causing acid and it can cause nausea. It can cause constipation. It can cause diarrhea. I mean, there's so many things it can do. So... Definitely, even stomach problems can be from stress. I and, sure can. you know, how many people have you heard of went to the emergency room for chest pain and they told them it was anxiety? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, oh, how ha- often have you heard that? That happens way too often, actually. It really does. And then yeah. even um, frequent colds and infections. Yeah. Now, that one's one. Now, we do a live TV show every mm-hmm. Friday um, locally. And the guy that's on there with us, Jim Tabor. Mm-hmm. He actually had been sick, and he couldn't get over it. And we kept giving him things to get over it, but he had, was stressed. He was also going through some officer training and some different he – was, he was, you know, what they say, burning the candle at both at ends. both ends, right. And, you know, I told him, I said, I think it's just because you're tired and you're stressed. And so we actually had him we, – we put him on something for stress, and he got, he got better almost instantly. It, it was funny how within a couple of days he was so much better. So it does show you that actually stress can keep you sick. It sure can. Actually, physically sick, coughing, you know, sniffling, colds. Right. Yes, the physical things. But, you know, it also does things like, you know, it it messes up your ability to think and focus. I mean, we get so many people come in all the time and they say, you know, I can't think. I mean, I literally cannot stay focused on a job, uh, you know, because they're thinking about stuff. They got racing thoughts is a biggie. Their brain's going 90 to nothing. And, you know, when they can't think and, and and then they, then they become very pessimistic. And they're about. disorganized. Oh, yeah. And like I said, yeah, and be, having a negative attitude, I don't think ever helps anything. No, and it just, it to me, if you are stressed and you have a negative attitude, it makes it worse. You know, and, and, and a, uh, also uh, something that we get an awful lot of complaints about is weight gain. And, you know, oh, yeah. that's a behavioral type problem that you can, you know, if you get changes in appetite, like you can stop eating or overeat, and most of them are overeating. Uh, Most people overeat due to stress. They actually stress eat. I mean, I actually ask people when Mm -hmm. they come in and they actually are having weight problems, I said, do you stress eat? And everybody knows what that means because Mm -hmm. most of them do it. I I think the majority of people, we we see once in a while you see somebody that stops eating, but the majority of the people actually stress eat. Right. And they stress eat. And and so even those donuts and things they shouldn't be eating. Because the things that tend to make them feel good are the carbohydrates and things high in sugar. Which is going to increase serotonin. Which is actually going, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, is going to make you gain weight and oh, become yeah. insulin resistant and mm-hmm. make all kinds of other problems. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of women that come in, it's hair loss. 
Yeah, we see that one a lot. Now, hair loss can be a lot of different things. I mean, we've talked about hair loss in the past, and can, but actually stress can make hair loss. It sure can. And skin mm. changes. So, you know, there's so many things that stress can do to you. Uh, that's true. But, you know, one of the bad things that I think it does to us, and, you know, have to bear with us on this, folks, there's something called telomerase. And we haven't talked yes. about telomeres that much, but think about it. When you think about a telomere, on your little chromosomes that you can't see, except under a microscope, when you look at those chromosomes under a microscope, they've got like a little plastic cap over them, sort of like you'd have on the end of your shoelaces. That is a telomere. And every time that cell divides, that telomere gets shorter. Now, telomerase actually the, yeah. makes them longer. Right. And as they shorten, you age. You age, right. And, but they've, and they've actually done some studies where they looked at these little telomeres on somebody. Say, like, for instance, they took women who were ha- moms who were having to take care of a chronically ill child or person in their family. And their telomeres showed that they were about 10 years older than they, what than they, they should actually been. were. So, that's, so it shows that's you that chronic means. stress can actually affect the telomerase, which can actually make you age. Yes, and it I can mean, lead to things like arthritis and diabetes and, you know, dementia, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, so it's really got some... Yeah, so stress isn't just mild. Stress no. is not just, oh, well, it's just stress. All right. And it, it can actually do some really bad things to you. It really can. And, you know, by increasing that cortisol, and we talked about that just a minute ago, I, we do that in a lot of our tests is, is the cortisol. We think it's that important. Yes. And when you increase that cortisol, you trigger that insulin resistance. Yeah, and it's, it's the same not, thing as steroids. And it's not checked much medically. No, um, we it's don't ignored. See, it, it is. is. We, we don't see many people coming in that's already had their cortisol checked. And medically, they look at conditions like extreme high cortisol, like Cushing's, which is more of a disease, or more like Addison's, which is no cortisol, right. which is adrenal failure. Mm-hmm. And they think if you're not one of those, then you're fine. Well, that's not true. Because the stress actually increases the cortisol. And when you start looking, what does cortisol do? For one, inflammation. You know, that's, I get, well, it's right back to what we talked about. Right right back to inflammation. Another increases blood pressure. How many people have high blood pressure? Well, think about it. I I would say probably half the United States is on some sort of blood pressure medication of some sort. And it all goes back to some sort of stress. Yeah. And so I, you know, you're right. It affects and, the heart rate. Yeah, it affects the heart rate. It actually affects blood pressure. It definitely makes blood sugar go up. So mm-hmm. high cortisol actually affects the blood sugar and in turn can actually lead to diabetes, mm-hmm. which then can lead to the heart disease, which then, you know, like we talked about, well, it actually goes round and round and round. They say that they had a group of people that uh, some Dutch researchers did. They took about 800 people, 65 and older, and they looked at them for about six years, and they found that the guys, people, and the guys and gals both, I guess, had the highest cortisol were five times as likely to die of cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Five times more likely. And that is a lot. And they've That's even true. found that actually increasing the cortisol, cortisol interferes with tumor suppressor genes. Right. And because there's a bunch of those guys. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it keeps control. tumors under control. So if you have high stress and chronic stress and high cortisol, then you can't control even the tumor suppressor genes in your body, which you need. You don't want tumors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, stress is probably the biggest killer in the United States. And don't forget that neuropeptide Y. Oh, yeah. That's another one. They call it NPY or neuropeptide Y. That they found out that what that guy does, and it's all you know, it's increased with, with chronic stress. 
and they pack on people that have it pack on that dangerous belly, belly fat. fat or what do we call visceral fat. And a lot of people that say, "Well, I'm doing everything right and I'm not losing weight," it could be the stress levels. It and if you're not doing something for so. stress, that could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Now we have found that the traditional prescription antidepressants do not lower cortisol. No. We have people come in every day that we do their lab work and their cortisol sky high and they're on antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs. Anti- it doesn't seem to lower that level. And if you don't actually lower the chemical that's actually causing your problem, are you really helping? I would have to say probably not, really. And in natural medicine, there are things that actually lower cortisol. Right. I mean, we use a lot of things. I mean, like our cortisol soothe formula yeah. that we put together. And but um, it, just looking at that neuropeptide, why and how much yeah. weight it makes you gain, and mm-hmm. it could be no matter what you're eating, it can actually it's a message from the brain making you gain weight. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're having to come up on a break again. They're going to stop us here for Jenny. But, okay. Uh, we'll be back right after the break, and we'll talk some more about stress. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox 
at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, right before the break, we were talking about stress. Of and all some things. of the chemicals that are changed yeah. when you actually have stress. Right. And one of them is something called a cytokine. And it's a little protein-like thing, that, but it actually triggers inflammation. And you know, which we've talked about how bad inflammation is, even tonight. Yeah, you know, they talk about it. You know, producing medical conditions such as heart disease. Now, that brings up a really interesting thing because there was a little study that came out, and it actually published March tenth of this year. American Heart Association talked about a combination of if you've had somebody that's had a cardiovascular event, maybe a heart attack or chest pain or some sort of problem, hypertension, et cetera, et cetera. And they talk about the combination of stress and heavy depression uh, significantly increase the risk of that patient having another heart attack or possibly even and actually death. A, I mean, even they, death. Yeah, 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 they've actually found that you know death is higher in those groups, and that right. they had a forty-eight percent increase in the risk of having a heart attack and death mm-hmm. associated with high stress and depression at the same time. Yeah. That's significant. It is. 48%? Yeah, that's pretty significant. And it was just published on March March 10th, 10th, so it actually just came out also. And, you know, that shows you that you really, again, with heart disease, it's not just the LDLs. It can actually be the vitamin D deficiencies. It can Mm -hmm. be depression. It can be stress. It can be all of them mixed together. So stress is something that I think definitely needs to be looked at closer and not just... Brushed over. Right. And, and they even, there's another study. Now, this goes, it's like the 23rd of March, which, gosh, that was what, yesterday? Yeah. Wow. And uh, Wiley, the people that produce all, uh, publish all kind of really interesting, uh, you know, scientific stuff, had a little thing about stress management techniques and improve long term mood and quality of life for women with breast cancer. Now, I would say that has to go along with guys that have heart attacks, too. Well, yeah, and probably guys with prostate cancer and guys yeah. with any kind of cancer. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you control your stress, because, I mean, what's more stressful than someone being told they have cancer? That stressful. is pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. So those people, the better you manage your stress, the better outcome you're going to actually have with your cancer. And, That's true. you know, it, so it, it's really important to actually have a positive attitude. You know, we've we've talked, I mean, gosh, over the years, and we've been doing this for a long time, but, you know, 20 years or so. And in that 20-something years that we've done this, we've dealt with a lot of people with cancer. Oh, yeah. And we always can, you can almost tell the ones that are going to make it and the ones who aren't. By their attitude. Yeah. If they've got that attitude that's, okay, accepting it, saying, hey, I've got this problem. But I'm not going to let it get me down. Right. I'm going to fight it. And they can't. They usually do. They usually do. But the ones that come in and say, I'm going to die. Well, a lot of times they do. That's exactly what happens. Because, I mean, it does make a difference. And I think those people put on more stress on the body and don't have a positive outlook. And positive outlook does make a big difference in stress response. It sure does. Yeah, it really does. You know, the. some it's really interesting. They do some interesting surveys sometimes around the world. They did a, uh, an annual what they call the American I think it's Psychological Association or something like that. Did a study called Stress in America Survey. Wow. Okay. I bet that was an interesting one. And they, they looked at something. Now they didn't get everybody, but they got like three thousand over three thousand adults, and uh, they looked at the primary cause of stress. What was really 
amazing is that one of the biggest causes of stress among Americans is money. Something it's like 72%. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, that, and that's like, that's unbelievable. Now, 22% of they said they had felt extreme stress as a result of money. But 72 And the second most common yeah. cause of stress was actually work. Well, unfortunately, that. we got to do it. Well, I got to do that. <laughs> got to have uh, work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people have jobs they don't like. And mm-hmm. if it's really that bad, sometimes it's best to get out because it's not yeah. worth your health. Uh, you know, and, and, and we have, and gosh, I guess over the years, I don't know how many hundreds of people I've told that um, because I, you could tell by talking to them, doing the history, talking to them and just getting to know them that their job really is their biggest stressor. And I've told them, you know, your life ain't worth it. No. Get the heck out of there. Do something different. Find something you love and do it. You know, there's a neat little book that I, somebody gave me 40 years ago, I guess. It said, do what you love and the money will follow. Right. And you got to do it. And a lot of yeah. people go do stuff for money and they hate it. Mm, and then really it's just going to make good. them sick the rest of their life. I mean, because it can make you sick, like we talked about before. Yes, I mean, has. stress can make you sick. Stress can make heart disease. Right. Stress can make diabetes. You know, stress that, can make insulin resistance. It can, do it can make things. memory loss. It mm-hmm. can make Alzheimer's. And, and it, can, it can actually, some of the behavioral changes, it can make us do what you call dumb things. Um, Make bad decisions. Bad decisions. That's (laughs) it. That's better than dumb things. But bad decisions. So if you made a bad decision, don't beat yourself up. Just understand it's probably a reaction to stress. Because, you know, you can can do things like uh, over-abuse alcohol or or start smoking. Well, they find that a lot of people that are real stressed do. Yeah. And that's one of the things that can actually trigger it. Yeah. And so even, you know, alcoholism a lot of times is due to stress. Comfort eating. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that being mm-hmm. being overweight, and they've mm-hmm. even linked fertility issues to stress. Yeah, we did a study on that. Uh, we did a yeah, show we did a whole that. show yeah. about that last week. Hmm. And so, fertility even can make a difference mm-hmm. with with stress. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you start looking, stress can actually affect just about everything. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem, it makes it worse. I have seen people with like some of the autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and some of the arthritis, and then something happens in the family where it's extreme stress, and that arthritis just flares. Goes crazy. It does. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that any type of stress can actually increase your physical symptoms, yeah. no matter what it was to begin with. You know, and, and your reaction to this stress is a biggie. Because, you know, they, they've taken a, several studies where they've taken people who had, say, a heart attack. And they looked at, at the ones that have that continued stress. In other words, that, like you say, attitude issue, so to speak, about it. And they always have what we call poorer outcome. They don't recover well. Yeah. And they may not recover at all. They're, you know, they just tend to go downhill, downhill, downhill. And if you've got that good, upbeat attitude where you're like, okay, I've, this has happened, but I'm going to beat it, you can do it. You can beat it. And it's it's really kind of amazing how. And, like, that, and, and we didn't mention insomnia, but that's a big one yeah. with stress as well. And if you don't sleep well, then you're never going to feel well either. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. And you know, like I say, the it's even been linked to stuff like the, uh, um, you know, high levels of stress hormones in the brains, especially in mice. I did some studies in mice. I haven't taken people's heads apart yet, but they will one of these days. Um, and they looked at the higher amounts of these stress hormones, like cortisol. They have larger amounts of what we call the beta amyloid plaques. Which is not good. Think Alzheimer's. Okay? Right. And that's not a good thing. So that's another reason to control your stress. 
Yeah. You know, if you think about it. Um, it's not about just feeling anxious because mm-hmm. everybody definitely links stress to anxiety, which mm-hmm. definitely affects it. Mm-hmm. But they don't link it to everything else. They don't link it to the heart disease, to the rheumatoid arthritis, to the autoimmune diseases, to the insomnia, to the Alzheimer's, to fertility problems. Right. I mean, they don't link it to everything else. But but it really does, you know, when you start looking at the science behind it, it really does link to all those things. Right. Uh, you know, because of that, you know, and that common link being inflammation. Inflammation. You know, because when you under a lot of stress, you're inflamed, your body's inflamed. And, you know, it's, I was listening to somebody uh, off camera, a couple, oh, it's been six months or a year ago, I guess. And the scientist that was t- given the study was talking about the probably the common link between all diseases. Is inflammation. Right. And I believe it because I think if you look at all right. the research, they'll always tell you, well, this actually increases inflammation and this increases inflammation. Right. And then all you see is about inflammation. So get it, it can even lower testosterone, guys. Oh, Jeff, stress does that. Yeah. Stress changes the hormones. Oh, it can, yeah. I mean, how often have you heard a female that they're psych, they got under extreme stress and they stopped having a menstrual cycle? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can actually change your hormones. Mm hmm. You can change everything. And I think that's probably why we're seeing this clinical uh, response with the low testosterone in the men. Because of chronic stress. Because of chronic stress. Because most of these guys, if you talk to them, they're under chronic stress. They're, like I say, they're working in a high-pressure job, job they don't like. Something's going on that's causing a lot of stress in their life. And they've got low testosterone. Something's happened, boom, whatever. And then the, when your event. testosterone's lower, you feel bad, then you're fatigued, and then you're more stressed. And so it's a never-ending circle. So you have to break the circle somewhere, and you got to make the, the first steps to actually getting better. Right. So let's talk about some of the things that you can deal do to help deal with stress. You know, the, the, the age-old thing of just positive affirmation. We've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Just talk, you know, say good things, you know. Absolutely no negative thoughts. Yeah. Just tell yourself that. There's absolutely no negative. You know, just cancel, cancel. We won't talk about it. We're only going to have, you know, the good things to talk about. You know? Do not worry. Be happy. Like that. <laughs> the little song said that. Well, yeah. Right. Don't worry. Be happy, right? That's right. Um, don't worry. Be happy. So I, I think that, you know, you know, and I think something that a lot of people don't do is stop before they react and just count to 10 before you speak. Before you say something that you're going to regret later yeah. and cause more stress down the road. Which is going to make you really stressful. You know? Yeah, if you say something to somebody yeah. and it's actually going to cause more conflict in a family. Or oh, whatever. Or then that's going to actually bring you more stress down the road than oh, it yeah. is you know, saying something that you really didn't mean. So if you do have a stressful situation, stop before you talk. Exactly. You know, and something else, is, and I think that people don't have enough of today, and that's a, that's a hobby or something. That yeah, they're, something they're tot- like to do. Something that you can just totally get engrossed in and involved in, and the world just kind of goes away. You know, I know when I go dig in the garden or check on my bees or something like that, the world goes away. It's just me and the beehive. Yep. I don't give a flip about anything else. It's just that, you know. So that's what you got to do. You can find a hobby. I don't know whether it's photographer, whatever it is. You know, if it's, you know. Making, just something you like to do. Yeah, making what is it, origami, and if you and if you have all these extra obligations, I have people all the time tell oh, me, yeah. "Well, they, you know, expect me to do this," and I just start saying no. 
Yeah, I, talking to a friend of mine. I mean, today, actually, talking say to, no. Talking to a good friend of ours today, Nick, uh, and he's out in Dallas. He's a physician, and bless his heart, he said, he said, you know, I had this terrible disease. I couldn't say no. <laughs> he finally decided to say no. So Sometimes you have to say no. You really do. I have yeah. a lot of people that come in, and they just are getting pulled in every direction because yeah. they say they, have to, they, they can't they say, can't no, say and no, and you have to learn to say no. That's right. Okay, we're going to have to take another little break, and we'll be right back. More about stress. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're talking about stress, and I think if you've listened to the rest of the show, or before, the first part, you understand stress is not good. Right, and we've been talking about some of the things that you can do naturally for stress reduction. Stress management. And another thing is relax. Oh, yeah. That's a cool one. Now, whether it's yoga. Well, you could do that. Whether it's meditation Mm -hmm. or whether it's just sitting outside in the sun. 
which to me, getting sunlight is important. Yeah. And so many people don't get outside anymore. We, we, and I do think that, that helps. Yeah. We yeah. get our share of outside. We sit outside a lot. We're outdoorsy kind of people, I guess, is what you're right. saying. Right. So we um, do get outside a lot. Like mm-hmm. I said, you do fool with your bees and your garden and you, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff outside. But you do need to get outside some. And just anything that, that is relaxing to you. Right. You know, and it's going to be different for different people. It is. You know, whether it's reading a good book or, you know, and, and I, I always found that to be very relaxing, too. You know, if it was a book about something I was truly interested in. You know, just sit down and read or a magazine about one of my hobbies or something, you know, just, yeah. you know, do something like that. And like always on every show, we always mention diet. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we mentioned inflammation and there's a lot of foods that increase inflammation. Well, anything that and, increases your sugar is going to be right, inflammatory. Which is going to be your grains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about that before in controlling your diet. I actually had a patient a week or two ago tell me they had an overflow of water in their house. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. And she said before it would have been, she would have overreacted to it. Mm-hmm. She said, but since she's changed her diet, she actually did not over-respond to the stress. Really? Didn't freak out, huh? No. She said, I wow. think that because I have control of my diet and I have control of my life, then I can control stress better. You know, and every once in a while, I, we get folks that come in and they talk about, of course, their biggest thing is always, well, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And, you know, we talk about changing your diet. Oh, I can't do that. Well, wait a minute. If you can't change your diet, I mean, you're in control. Right. And most of them will say, well, what? I just can't do that. Well, that means you're not in control. And, I think, and that yeah. means those people are under severe stress. stress. Right. And if you have no control over anything anymore. If you can't even control what you put in your mouth. Then you goodness. actually don't have control. Over anything. And so diet is one place to start. Yeah. Now, Let's talk about some of the natural supplements that you can take for stress. And no. we do have some, we do have quite a few things that you can take for stress. We're and really, sometimes if really you tried good. everything else, you may have to take something. You might, yeah. And we talked about that cortisol soothe earlier. We did. What it does is helps you lower cortisol. Yeah. Now, and everything in it is adaptogens. Right. And it makes the body adapt to stress better. Right. Now, it is going to have a little bit of vitamin D and it is going to have your theanine and mm-hmm. it is going to have, the, you know, the ashwagandha mm-hmm. and you. Neurodial. I mean, it has all this good stuff in it. Um, So you want to actually that, but you do want to make sure your cortisol is high before you take it. Yes. Because sometimes long-term stress, instead of having high cortisol, it eventually goes down and lowers and you have adrenal fatigue due to having long-term stress. And in that case, you have to do something In that case, we do something totally different. So Mm -hmm. it is important to have your blood work done, like we say. It really is. Now... Go ahead. Well, something I was going to think about, you know, one of the probably the most common things that we use for stress is our old buddy 5-HTP. Yes. 5-hydroxytryptophan. Yeah, many people call it the happy pill. Yeah, they really do. And, Uh, you know, if there's a pill that can make you happy, then take it. Hey, forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you can't take it if you're taking antidepressants. No, if you're taking a prescription antidepressant, Mm -hmm. especially the SSRIs, you Mm -hmm. cannot take it. And what it does, it turns into serotonin. This gives you serotonin. It gives you serotonin, right? And so, it serotonin stress depletes your serotonin. It right. makes you burn it faster. And most of the prescription antidepressants work by keeping your serotonin from breaking down. It doesn't give you more. It just keeps what you have from breaking down. And but the thing is, and is our 5- body knows what to do with it if it's got enough of it, right? And so, five HTP don't have this, as many side effects because it doesn't change the way the body works. That's true. And it just gives you more serotonin. You know, and something. That, Everybody always thinks about when you talk about stress and nutrition, B12. 
B vitamins. Right, because it, probably because they've always called them the stress tabs. Stress B, stress tabs, stress B right. Yeah, there's been, over the years, there's been tons of names of the stress tabs and stuff like that. And you know? stress actually makes you need more B vitamins. Well, you burn them up because they're, they're water-soluble, and, and they go quickly when you're under a lot of right. stress. You know, the B12, the B6, and so on. They go fast if you're under a lot. more stress you're under, the faster they go. So, you know, something like that. You know, maybe just like, say, good multivitamin. Yeah, good multivitamin uh, and B-complex. I mean, anything yeah. like that is actually good. All right. Now, uh, something else that we use a lot of is theanine. Right. And theanine's been actually oh. research has shown that it actually helps even panic attacks. But Anxiety, it does right. make you focus. And a lot of people with stress are unfocused. They get real scattered. Yes. And what theanine does, it will not make you tired. But mm-hmm. it changes the brain waves. It actually changes the alpha waves. and Calm and it, re- more relaxed brain. It does. It actually makes your brain much more relaxed. And right. so once you're relaxed, the brain's relaxed, you can focus. Right. So it does help anxiety. It does help panic attacks. But at the same time, it helps you focus. Hmm. Should have had that when I was a kid. <laughs> we hmm. do use it a lot for the attention deficit in we, kids. Really? Actually, and in the adults with ADD. We got, right. I mean, t- today, we're hearing tons of people... Adults come in and say, well, I've been diagnosed with adult ADD. Uh, really? Okay. Um, I so think it's, it's the stress. stress. It's I think stress. it's the stress. Oh, you know it is. You know it is. And so there's a lot of things, like I said, you can do for the stress and even a little bit of depression. And even a few weeks ago, we talked about D and omega-3s, the mm-hmm. research coming out on it, showing that it actually helps depression as well as the antidepressants. Plus, it's, it helps the brain. It oh, helps yeah. the heart. I mean, come on. And, and we saw that D you know, reduces inflammation, so that can't be a bad thing, can it? No. No. And you know something else that we use a lot? If, if you're under a lot of stress and you just, you know, the world's caving in on you, so to speak, and you're uptight totally, GABA. Yeah. G-A-B-A, gamma amino butyric acid. It is very calming. Very calming. And so it is more calming. It is used very good for sleep, especially when you can't sleep. But it does, it has been shown to actually lower cortisol. It does. And so does tyrosine. Tyrosine lowers cortisol. GABA lowers cortisol. Mm-hmm. Our cortisol smooth, smooth. smooth actually, smooth. <laughs> well, so many people call it that. Yeah, they call it that. Yeah, Phosphatidylserine so. lowers cortisol. Right. I mean, there's so many things that do it. Um, and then if somebody just absolutely is having a short-term crisis, and kava. Oh, yeah. Kava is your natural Xanax. It really is. Kava is something that we've used it for years and years and years. Yeah. And, you know, I can even remember, you know, 100 years ago, it seemed like, we got some raw kava because the people in Fiji drink us tea made out of kava. I don't suggest it. No, it, it don't taste it very good. It doesn't taste very good at all. The kava got a bad rap a few years ago yeah. because it came out that it affected your liver. Well, in every case where it affected someone's liver, it was extreme doses. It was they took the whole bottle trying to kill themselves. Or, well, they were or, under a lot of stress. Or took they? 30 pills with a fifth of liquor. I mean, it was always wow. extreme cases in Fiji where they've used it for years. They don't have the incidence of liver problems with no. it when it's taken at normal dosages. So. We're not afraid of it. I mean, uh, you know, maybe if you have a severe liver problem, don't take it. Well, we always do. If you do um, the lab work, we're going to see if those if that liver's been yes. You know, but if your liver's or, normal, you can take kava. So mm-hmm. people have gotten afraid of it, and I think that it's kind of gotten a bad rap. And it really does work for short term mm-hmm. instances. You know, and something else when you know that we check a lot on blood work is DHEA. Uh, that's the. It's another thing made in your adrenal glands. It is, but it's kind of the mother molecule for all the hormones and so on. It's right. got some other pro- properties too. And if it's low, 
you are not going to be a happy camper. You don't handle stress as well. No. And that's why, and DHEA always decreases with age. Right. And they find that it decreases at about at age 35, but we're seeing it even younger and younger, and I think it is we due are. to stress. We're seeing it in some really, right. you know, normally, you know, 20 years ago, we would not have seen and it. And as people time. tell you, as they get older, they handle stress less and less. And mm-hmm. it's because the DHEA levels are going down. Probably so. So actually adding back DHEA is definitely helps you handle stress better and tends to actually help those adrenal glands. Now, we will say this about DHEA. If you're going to do it, you may better have that level checked, and you only take a, a small amount, a small amount. You need, that you need. Yes, more it. is not better. Okay, so we're about to wrap this up tonight on stress. Hopefully, you've learned a little something about it. Um, next week, I think we're going to have a talk about kidneys. Yeah, and, kidney health and what yeah, you can do for it. What all the kidneys do and how to keep them healthy and Keep them going and going and going and going. All right. So we've enjoyed it tonight, folks. I hope you have, too. So uh, come back next week. Join us with Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.